702. Weekend breakfast with Rifilo Mpakanyane. Let's walk the talk. Good morning, Nikki Bush, our resident human potential and parenting expert. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, Rafilwe. Enjoying the long weekend, but you are working hard this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working throughout. I'm working throughout, but it's a, it's a, it's a, always a pleasure because we get to chat and talk and spark conversations and interact. So uh, no complaints on my side. But Nikki, this is, um, of course, this Easter weekend. It's a long weekend. And for families, it's really a time to just take time to relax, to exhale, to be together um, and, and to, I guess, catch your breath because we've had quite a galloping start to this year, right? It feels like we've, uh, we've, had, um, we've experienced six months within the first three months. Your suggestions, yes, <laughs> your suggestions and your thoughts about how we can, you know, utilize this time as well as families. Yeah, so for me, this is a, I think that Easter is actually a bigger stop than the Christmas holidays. I think more people take time off. And for me, what's important as families, as parents, is to slow down and actually use the time to observe your children. Mm. It's so important that we, we just take time to, <clears throat> to watch. Be a watcher, be an observer, and actually see where your kids are at. See how they, what they do when they're pottering around the house. What takes their fancy? Mm. What's interesting to them? And of course, this is a time of the year when the weather is still gorgeous. You can go out and enjoy what's happening in your surroundings, in your suburb, in your town. And so many trails and walks and parks are open at this time. So it's a beautiful time to get outside and Absolutely. get some oxygen and walk, etc. But it's also an opportunity to... Okay, let's see if we can get Nikki Bush back on a better line. But to Nikki's point about um, taking this uh, Easter weekend, this long weekend period, to observe your children and just to get to know them a little better. I'm curious to find out from you, um, what surprising things you've learned about your children or observed about your children in those quieter moments, right? In those moments where you just, you're in the background, they're busy doing their thing. And, and what, have, what have you learned about your children, um, surprising aspects of their characteristics or of their personalities, you know, the fact that they're incredibly sensitive or thoughtful, um, or in fact, I'm thinking of my own, of, of my eight-year-old, the humor is incredible and uh the humor is incredible and just you know i I wonder if it's is it is it is it mainly her is it nurture maybe some of the programs that she watches you know but you know you you look at some you look at your kid and you're like oh do we have a little comedian on our hands or a comedian in the making you know so she always has us in stitches and just those quieter moments of you know watching and observing your child and um uh, having aspects of our personalities revealed to you. What are the surprise things that you've been able to, in quite a moment, see about your child? 31702 is the SMS line, or just give us a call on 011-883-0702. Let's get Nikki Bush back on the line. Nikki, we lost you there. The line uh, said no, but I think we've managed to get you back. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. Okay, the awesome. The hunt has begun. You found me again. <laughs> and what I loved what you were just saying is that you're looking for the treasure in your child. Mm. So the observing game is actually a bit of a treasure hunt in and of itself. Absolutely. About who is this being that you brought into the world and what are they turning into? What are they becoming? And we're always in the process of becoming. Of and it reminds me of something about treasure hunts mm. because that's what we're talking about today is, is the, um, the chase, you know. Um, children love surprises. 
they really love surprises. And a treasure hunt, you can do that with anything. Of course, at this time of the year, those marshmallow Easter eggs that are well packaged, you know, you can hide those around your garden if you have a garden. You can hide them in your house if you don't have a garden. Mm-hmm. You could even just hide them in a child's bedroom. Sure. You could lock them out of their room for 10 minutes while you hide, you know, eight eggs or 10 eggs or five eggs, whatever it is, and then just enjoy the w- watching them do the search mm. and the excitement. But where I want to connect with what you just said about your child, um, you know, is she becoming a little comedian, etc. is um, we were away in the bush one Easter and we were with a whole bunch of families with kids um, the same age and some with younger children. And the older children who had been brought up on Easter egg hunts, actually decided that they wanted to hide the eggs for the younger children. Uh-huh. And just watching that sharing and caring and that maturing, and when I say older children, they were between 12 and 14 years of age. And they just had such great fun hiding the eggs for the children. And then they did a more advanced um, Easter egg hunt for the older children. So one child decided, I think she was the 14 or the 15 year old, decided she was going to do more of a scavenger hunt than a treasure hunt. And make that distinction for us, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. A scavenger hunt comes with clues. Mm. So it's not a free for all. Everyone runs out into the garden and just looks everywhere and they find stuff hidden under bushes and behind benches and things like that. Um, A scavenger hunt is when you create clues where there are little pieces of paper that um, people find and it says walk 10 paces to uh, behind the tree and look under a rock. (laughs) Or um, we did these amazing scavenger hunts for birthday parties. They create, you know, a little bit like an amazing race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids love that kind of thing. So we would take... um, say, three cars or four cars with four children in each and a driver. Mm. And we would have pre-planned this treasure hunt, this amazing race, this scavenger hunt, many ways to to name it. And um, it would be really, really clever, a little bit like this teenager hiding all the Easter eggs. You would arrive, um, you'd have a list of clues, about 20 clues, and it would tell you where to drive first and, and wherever you arrived, and it might have been to the local spa where you've already made an arrangement with the manager to have bought ice creams for everybody and they're sitting in the freezer. Um, but they can't leave until they've found the ice cream. So there's a, there's a clue of where to look in the store. Sure, um, so elaborate. the manager's <laughs> in on it, you know, yeah. and you have to find the manager first, otherwise you'd be, be accused of stealing. Um, and, and you have things like anagrams where you might tell them to go to a Nando's, but the clue is to go to Sodnan. Mm. Because you, you write the name backwards and they've got a problem solved yeah. to get to the next clue, to find the next piece of treasure. And the only way to finish the scavenger hunt is to tick through every single activity. And you've got to have proof. You see, there's always Absolutely. proof that yeah. you've been somewhere. And with cell phones, it's quite interesting and quite easy. Yeah, you, know, you need you, exactly. You need your trophy or your, prover- your, your, your receipts, as it were. But Nikki, obviously, what, you know, what makes you uh, the human potential expert uh, and parenting expert that you are is that we're talking fun things and Easter activities. But really, what you're, what you're highlighting here are ways in which to track and even aid your child's development, right? In all of this problem solving, in, in 
in all of this, being able to execute uh, instructions, uh, in all of this, uh, keeping uh, following steps, right, and following orders. What are you? What are you developing over here? What are you shaping in your young ones? So, what we're looking at here is. Um, as you said, problem-solving ability, there's critical thinking. And sometimes you're going to do these things on your own. So if it's a treasure hunt in the garden, it'll just be um, the child on on their own finding as many eggs as they can. Um, If it's in a party situation, like I've been explaining with a a, a scavenger hunt, you'd be in teams of four. So learning how to work as a team, learning how to combine all of your ideas to solve the problem. And then there's a third thing that is a really important learning point, mm-hmm. and that is the ability to wait. Uh-huh. So <laughs> going step by step, because obviously the ultimate in a scavenger hunt, for example, the ultimate clue will take you to the biggest prize. Um, and learning to wait to get to that point, learning to do the interim steps, Life is a series of problems to be solved, and most problems are solved step by step. Mm -hmm. And that is very important because there are many, many studies that have been done that show that those children who can cope with delayed gratification, with waiting, are actually the ones who do better as adults, who succeed at life. Because if we think about a business, a business is not successful over overnight. In Mm, fact, I had a friend who was telling me about her um, online business that is six years old and it has run at a loss for six years. Hmm. Absolutely run at a loss. And suddenly it's turning over 10 million rand a year. And it's just been valued at 45 million rand. Congratulations to your friend, Nikki. Send send our regards. (laughs) And the people who've put the sweat equity in Mm. and it's a family business have had to toil and not take holidays for six years. Hmm. Six years of working day in, day out. And that is the nature of being an entrepreneur. There's There's a big pain factor in being an entrepreneur. There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of ups and downs. And so any activity that teaches our children to cope with the ups and downs and learning how to wait and learning how to strategize, learning how to plan, learning to be satisfied with achieving this small step before we go on to the next step Mm. is so very, very important because it lays down these foundations when we know that about 60 to 70% of our kids are going to be entrepreneurs in their lifetime. So, I mean, luckily, um, the frustration management that the kids need to uh, or children need to bring to bear when it comes to Easter egg hunts is not as painful as entrepreneurship. So that's a (laughs) a fantastic thing. But, you know, another important element, a key element as well, uh, Nikki, is, um, you know, the competitiveness and assertiveness as well. When you know that, you know, if I don't hop to it or if I don't, you know, if I'm not strategic about how I'm hunting or how I'm searching, uh, these four other kids or these, these other kids, kids are going to get to it, reach the prize before me and collect more eggs than I have. I think that's fantastic competition. (laughs) Well, here's another idea. Um, So I did a pirate party for one of my sons one year and I believe in doing homemade parties and the kids have always said they're the best parties they've ever been to. And in this pirate party, we we, we created a little treasure bag. It was empty. And on the front of the bag, we stuck a piece of paper and it named that it, it was a list of the treasure you had to go into the garden and find. And they were just 
tiny little things. Every child had to come back with one of everything. So you couldn't take more than one of the particular thing that you were you were after. So there yeah. was one of those chocolate money coins. There was a pirate eye patch. There was a chappy's chewing gum stick. There was a little tattoo. And they were they were hidden in, in groups around the garden. And as they found it, they had to put it in their bag and they could only come back to me, the mum, the chief pirate of the day, once they'd found all five pieces of the treasure. But part of the, the game was being observant. Look at where everybody else is going. Are they finding anything? Because you may not have found all five pieces. You may be missing one or two. Sure. And you may be off the mark, but are you actually keeping an eye on everyone else at the same time as looking yourself? Mm. So there's speed, there's observation, there's seeing where people are at and uh, changing your strategy along the way because maybe you're looking in the dark, maybe you're not in the right place. And then obviously as parents, what you do, if you've got really young children in a treasure hunt, you can play the hot, the hot warm game. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The hot warm game is always a firm favorite. I love the fact that um, the opportunity to play is so nicely highlighted as an opportunity to learn as well. Yeah. Well, here's, the, here's another learning thing. If you've got toddlers... Children, when I say they love treasure hunts, it doesn't have to be Easter eggs and sweets that they find. They love you to hide anything. Mm. So with toddlers, um, they're, learning to, they're learning about shape and color when they're in preschool. And if you've got one of those games that's got plastic shapes in it, um, you can show them here are three or five shapes and mommy's going to go and hide them in your bedroom or mommy's going to hide them in the lounge. And when they're really tiny, you can actually let them watch you hide them. And then it's a memory game. Where did you hide them? Under this cushion, behind the couch, yeah. um, next to the TV. And as they get older, so once they're four or five, then you don't let them watch you. But they know which shape they've got to go and find. And so identify them. Visual memory. Absolutely. Because you show them what you're going to hide. And you remember, it was a red triangle. It was a green circle. And so you say, now go and find mummy the red triangle. Go and find mummy the green circle. Of course, you better remember where you hit them too. <laughs> because it's so easy to Absolutely forget. Absolutely lovely. Uh, Nikki, we're going to end off by talking. Of course, we have to talk um, more Easter eggs. <laughs> and uh, you actually have, uh, you, you, you've got a, a rice crispy nest, uh, uh, something for us, a kit that we can uh, put together for this okay. Easter weekend. So a nice way, once again, for um, Easter weekend food and Easter holiday food to unite us in an activity. Absolutely. There are two activities I want to talk about here. And the first one is the Easter eggs in a Rice Krispie nest. And this is kind of a, a baking activity without having to use an oven. Okay. And it's something that all kids absolutely love. And the, the method and the recipe is on NikkiBush.com. Just put NikkiBush.com eggs. Just go and Google Nikki Bush and eggs and you'll pick this up. And it's about melting chocolates, which you'll help your children to do. You, you literally stir in your Rice Krispies, put them into muffin, muffin tins, make an indentation. And those little um, eggs that you bought, you know, those eggs with the little candy coating, yeah. you put those little speckled eggs in and you create these little nests. Okay, that sounds quick and easy to do, right? Very quick and easy. Lovely. Once again, children are learning method. They're learning to do step by step and they're creating something that they can enjoy and give away as well. Mm. And 
Then another activity which I picked up and bought for a child when I was in Cape Town last weekend as a gift is from Woolworths, and it's the Egg Art Kit from Woolworths. It's only $69.99. You will have to buy um, some real eggs, as in the eggs you can break and crack. (laughs) And do the hard-boiled egg thing. So kind of going old school whilst whilst being store-bought at the same time. Definitely, Retro, and it's a beautifully illustrated kit, and it comes with googly eyes, a sticker sheet, um, self-adhesive cardboard bunny ears, chalk sticks, non-toxic coloring tablets, pipe cleaners, and a dipper. Um, And what you do is you hard-boil your eggs, then the child has to take the shells off. This is all brilliant educational stuff. And then you create a different um, set of food coloring in six different glasses. So they dissolve the tablet in water and you dip each egg into a different color of food coloring. And you get these beautiful colored eggs, which you can then decorate. And of course, you can eat them too because it's non-toxic. So what a fun way to enjoy Easter, learning through play, which I absolutely love, killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. And kids are so proud of what they've made. So unbelievably proud. Look what I made, Mum. You know, <laughs> so they can make me breakfast for Easter Sunday. A fantastic way to pass the time and enjoy the long weekend. Nikki Bush always uh, enjoy our conversations, and of course, as you said, what would a conversation about uh, about play be without finding those educational moments, those uh, opportunities to learn within them? That's our speak uh, human potential speaker and expert and parenting expert, Nikki Bush.